Blog Talk Radio. Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, are you ready for tonight? You know I am. You know I am. Three men on the line, iron sharpens iron. We're going to have a lot of fun, and I think a lot of people are really, really going to enjoy our guests. Absolutely, absolutely. I know I am. <laughs> you know, Greg, uh, we've been starting to show out uh, the last couple of months the same way, uh, trying to make sure that people don't forget about Haiti. You know, it's the rainy season, it's hurricane season. Uh, that country is very susceptible to mudslides and flash floods. And to top that, you know, they went through a devastating earthquake a couple months ago. And we want people to remember them and to pray for them and to give financially, um, to give whatever you have, you know, whatever you can give, you know, make sure that you, you continue to support the nation of Haiti. You know, people talk as though a billion dollars can fix a whole nation, and they forget that that billion dollars is just a drop in the bucket to the economic needs and the financial needs and, you know, the spiritual and physical needs that this whole country, you know, has at their disposal. And so we ask you to, you know, to pray for them, to help them out, to give financially, to bless them, and to remember them. But, Greg, absolutely, we're going to have a great show tonight. I'm, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. You know, the one thing that I, that I love to do is to have a man on the phone uh, and, and to talk to him, to pick his brain. You know, especially young black men, because we have this phenomenon now that I, I dare say, People think that young black men have a problem with being educated young black men. And so I love to have a young black male on the phone that we can talk to and and dialogue with and not have to even, you know, second guess his knowledge or abilities. You know, so so I'm very encouraged tonight by this call, and I want to introduce and bring our friend on tonight. He's a special guest and best-selling author, A.D. Jones. He began writing poetry at the age of 24 and developed a poetic ministry called As One. He's mentored youth in the area of video technology and authored the book Salute to Mothers, Book of Poetry, Greeting Cards, and Video. And he's also a motivational and inspirational speaker. This brother is all good, and we welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hey, how you doing? AD, how are you, brother? Man, I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good, man. We've been waiting to have you on this show. I've been going round and round with your manager. Not round and round, but we've been doing a lot of talking, and she's excited (laughs) for you. Uh, I think I spoke with you a while back, and uh, you recited a poem for me, and that was just just awesome. Uh, I think I know that you have a gift. And I guess the first question is, when did you realize you you had this gift? 
I, I realized I had the gift, um, I would say, when I was probably 20, I would say 22, 22 years old. Um, right now I'm 38, so it was 22 years old when I realized I had a gift of writing poetry because um, my mother died when I was eight. And when I was 22, I was into I was into some things, man. I was I was I was you know going to the club, you know doing doing what people do who don't have guidance, okay. And mm-hmm. I prayed to God. I said, God, I can't do this. No more. I don't want to do this no more. Um, show me who I am. So, and man, all of a sudden, man, I went to church and and this lady prophesied over my life, and she said, you're gonna be a writer for God. And I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm I'm on fire for God for writing poetry, and I'm. And I thank God I can speak into someone's life and inspire them to do what God has called them to do. And I just thank God to be on the show tonight. Awesome. You know, it, it, it's interesting because you said that for people who don't have any guidance, you know, and, I, and I, to me that's intriguing because many a times we see the warning signals and we see the stop signs and we see the the green lights and the red lights and the caution lights, but many times we fail to pay attention to them. You know, did you find yourself in that particular boat where you knew right from wrong, but wrong felt so good and and wrong was so much fun that you just made a choice? You ever heard of the west side of a town, man? Everybody got a west side, you know? And I'm looking back on the west side of every town, which is usually the bad side, you know, it's where, the, where they drop drugs off at. And, you know, the, the people that you grew up with is, is dead or on drugs or in jail. And when you look at that, you, you say, where is ministry? You know, where is the ministry that, that, these, that that's supposed to be to protect these people, you know, that's going to give them a choice? Some people don't have a choice. When you're growing up and you're young, you may not have a choice. And you're looking around like, okay, okay, I, I, I got I to gotta do something different because this is not right. But a lot of people don't wake up and say that because it's too late. Mm. Well, you know what? What, what, what? what is it that woke you up? Oh, man, what is it that woke me up? I, I came from a, um, a broken home, but, I, I, you know, I respect the people that, you know, that raised me, but I came from a broken home. Um, with what made me wake up is that I remember, man, when I was young, I, my mother took me to church. And when my mother was, just, when she deceased, she, my sister took me to church. And when I, when, as you, like they said, train a child. So when they, I'm paraphrasing it, somebody help me out. Train a child so when they grow up, they will come back, <laughs> you know. Right. So I came back. I came back to God. And um, it's like when you come back to God, he got his arms wide open and he's ready to give you instructions on what he wants you to do because what you went through is somebody is going to help somebody have a breakthrough because if you tell your story the way it's supposed to be told, not be ashamed of where you came from, somebody's going to get a breakthrough. Wow. And how many people do you do? How many people out there do you know that aren't as transparent as you are when when dealing with their past and speaking it and trying to help other people? Oh man, there's a lot of people like that. Um, there's a lot of people like that. Um, it's like we're we're looking at we're looking at ourselves when we look at somebody who who's going through what we've been through. So that's the need for ministry. Um, is to 
is to help somebody, touch somebody's spirit so they, you know, the Holy Spirit can change their lives, you know what I'm saying? So right. that's that's where poetry in my life comes through. That's that's the breakthrough point for somebody when they hear me speak. That poem that came from the hood, you know, the guy who came from the hood got a poem for you? Okay, here I am. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. And, you know, and I, like I was saying earlier, you know, there's so many, I won't say so many, I'll say there are some people who believe that a young man from the hoods already got a target on his back, he's not going to make it, he's probably the product of a broken home, and that those particular kids don't have a chance or a choice. You know, and I, I guess my question to that is, what made you different? Mm, what made me different, man? I, they always they a lot of my friends call me deep, but I don't I don't feel that I'm deep. Um, it's just that when you when you can see through what's really going on, you know, there a lot of people like to look at they don't like to look at the problem, you know, they like to come up with come up with excuses. Okay, this is why it's like that. This is not, but the reason why it's like that is because we got to make the world a better place to live. And the only way you can make the world a better place to live is you improve your life on a daily basis. So my my goal is to improve what I do on a daily basis, getting closer to God and, and becoming a better person. Mm. You, you talked about your mom taking you to church and you remember going to church. Do you think that it's important for kids to go to church so that they can build on that foundation. And I know that you said that you're coming back to God. Was there a time when you struggled and you went away from him? Oh, most definitely. Um, and when you see the, the spiritual warfare, I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a second, but it's so it's so deep because it's like I, when, I get, when I graduated from high school, I, I, I was like, okay, I got my freedom. I can do what I want to do, and which I did. And I did it for almost eight, nine years, my own freedom, you know. But coming back to God is like, it's like when you when you realize that the path you're taking is full of destruction, and you realize that you can die, really. You can really literally die out there, you know, and there's no protection out there. And you got to come to God for wisdom. So, when I realized that I had to come for him, come come back to him for wisdom and understanding on what is really going on in the world, because the world is not going to let you know what's going on in the world. Only only thing, the only person is God who's going to really let you know. Understand this: this is wisdom from me, the Holy Spirit talking to you. Hmm. And you know, the one thing I that I gathered from what you said was that path to destruction. And so many of our young brothers and sisters are being led down that path. You know, I guess it's because, and you know, and of course this is just conjecture for me, I guess it's because they don't know who to follow. Mm. You know, what what was it that made, that that drew you to go, back to your church and back to, you know, the way of life that you were brought up in when you were much younger? What led me back was 
was when I wrote a poem. Um, I wrote one poem. It was called 28 Days of History. And I realized that, you know, God was working on me. And the poem I wrote, and I, I, I told this lady about the poem, and she said, I want you to come to church, and I want you to recite that poem for three nights in a row. I'm like, three nights in a row? She said, three nights in a row. We have a revival. Come and recite it three nights in a row. So I went the first night, did the poem. I went the second night. It was Valentine's night, 2001. And when I did the poem, the preacher started preaching. And it was like the holy. It was like God was speaking to me. So I was like, oh my God. So when I came, when I when I got up and you know gave my life back to Christ, and He was like, um, the lady started prophesizing in my life. That's why there's a need for people to speak life into people because you're not really doing it. It's like you're talking to that spirit man and telling him to wake up, wake up. It's time to get up. So when she did that, it was time for me to get up and become who I was supposed to be. That's what brought me back. Mm. Do you have that poem? And I was, do I have that poem with me? Yeah. Which, which one, 20 Days of History? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I, matter of fact, I was, it's, in my, it's in my archive. <laughs> it's in the archive, man. I'm a... Um, you I'm gonna recite it for you. Read it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the poem is called 28 Days of History." It goes: Some made inventions from ideas. Some picked cotton as slaves. Some made railroads to their graves. Some tried to get away. Some got picked up the same day. Some said, "Let's all get on our knees and pray." 28 days. They gave us 28 days, only 28 days of history. That was then, this is now. Some were hard for company all day. Some are like crabs in a barrel trying to pull the next one down, we say. Some sell drugs to their own. Some use drugs and lose their family, cars, and home. Some try to go the right way. Some don't know which way to go, and they go astray. Some said only if we would put away the guns, envy, hatred, jealousy, and come together as one. It wouldn't be 28 days, my brothers, my sisters. It would be 365 days. We'll give us 365 days of history. I bring you peace. Mm. <laughs> you know, when you, so when I, you I go wrote, around... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What? When you go around speaking like that, with that passion, have you been attacked for doing that? Oh man, ah uh, yeah, spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. I could see some people, you know, um, asking me, "Why are you writing those silly poems? Uh, you know, where do you think you're going to go with that? Where do you think you're going with that? Uh, you know, um, I don't want that in my church, you know, but they don't realize what they're doing, you know." They don't realize what they're doing. Like when, and, you know, you when know, Jesus was hung on the cross. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Right. No, no, I was, I was just going to say, and a, a lot of people that are listening, they're probably trying to say, you're doing such a wonderful thing. Why would you be attacked? And the, and <laughs> the reason I asked you that is because anytime you're doing something for the kingdom, it's coming. Mm. Now, if you were rapping and you were doing cursing and all of that kind of stuff, People out on the street would be calling, hey, you know, I like that. What a gift. Oh, that's such a wonderful gift. That's an awesome gift that you have. But they didn't. 
because it wasn't that type of thing. I mean, you were doing something to uplift and you're reaching out to people and you're speaking from your heart, but then on the other side you're also being attacked for doing that. You're being attacked for doing what's right. Mm. And that's the reason why I ask you that, because a lot of people out there, A.D., are trying to do what you're trying to do. It may not be in the same steps, meaning they're, they're probably not doing poetry. They may be doing it through art. They may be doing it through song. They may be doing it through a, a lot of different means, and they're being attacked, and they probably just don't understand why. So if you could speak on that and tell tell us why did you feel that you're being attacked? Oh, man, why did I feel I was being attacked? Because, I mean, we talk about the spiritual warfare, and and we realize that I'm, I'm going to look at it like this right here. I'm going to look at it like rap, okay? At, at the beginning, rap came out. When it came out with rap, it was positive rap. And then again, I'm going to go deeper than that. Okay, can I talk about Satan? Yes, sure. Okay, Satan, people don't realize who Satan is, man. He was in heaven. He was over praise and worship. He was the leader of praise and worship. And when when God kicked him out of heaven, he kicked him and he said, you're the prince of the air. Okay, this music we're listening to, we don't understand. Got kids going crazy, got people shooting, killing people. That's the work of Satan. So anything that God is doing, he's going to go against the kingdom of God. Anything that's good, anything that's good. So I got I, I realize that spiritual warfare is all over, man. That's why I call it a spiritual warfare. I like that, man. I, I really enjoy yeah, I what you're too. doing. I mean, I, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's nice. I, I'm getting uh, feedbacks already from uh, Facebook. Brian is sending me messages, and a lot of other people that are listening <laughs> messages as well. So uh, just know that what you're doing, people, uh, they they like it. And paying attention to it. You know what's you know what what's interesting about what you just said was you said that he would be the prince of the air and what do they call the radio? Being <laughs> on the air. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you look at something like that, I mean just to expound on what you were talking about, what dominates our airways? Is it positive music? Of course not. Of course not. No. You know, and, and even in a in a even when you're in a godly home, it's very difficult to keep that type of music out. Because yeah. every time yeah. you turn the T V on, you can turn the radio on, it's almost as if you'd have to completely shut yourself off from off from society in order to completely purge yourself of it. And even with that, some people even bring it into the church. I can remember where um, I actually manage some of the computers at my church. You know, it's a little small network. I just take care of it and maintain it. And I'm constantly in there taking music off the computer. And you wouldn't, and, and I'm, I don't mean gospel music either. You know, and it's like, how can you come to church and download Lil Wayne and, you know, and T.I. and Bootsy and... What's the other guy? Plies. How can you download that at church? You know, wow. but the kids, because they're so enamored with it, they don't have a problem with doing it. Mm. You know, and they don't think anything of it. Oh, it's just, well, you know, it's not the version that curses. And it's like, but do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> right. You know. Right. And that and that and that that devil is crafty. He even he gives you a clean version of the music 
but yet that clean version of the music is still suggestive. It's still misogynistic. You know, it still gives paints a picture of something sadistic, something that's ungodly. You right. Know? And the kids sit there and they sing it, and you know, I remember what, what was the song, Greg, Soldier Boy, where you oh, know man, everybody did the Soldier Boy dance, and you know, I when I told some of the kids what that meant. They were like, man, that's nasty. It's like, yeah, but y'all sing it. And, you know, and your mom and, you, and, you, and all the kids are doing the dance, and they're doing it on TV. You know, I think I saw the weather people doing the dance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? And it's like Satan has this, has this method of madness that he uses to enslave us. And, you know, when, when you hear people saying they're slaves to the rhythm – it's because that rhythm does something to you, and so he uses that against us. Mm. Mm. But yeah, bro, you so so yeah. When you said that, I thought about. It, I was like, wow, you know that that could be a show by itself. Wow, <laughs> wow. Yes, it can. He's dealing with a prince, about, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think about Eddie? What do you think about today's music? What do you think about it? Is off the chain. <laughs> it's yeah. off the chain, man. I mean, the reason why I said it's off the chain because people don't realize what they're listening to. What they they don't a parent don't realize what they're buying their child, man. It's like it's like they say, let a child be a child, okay, okay, let him be a child. But you got to explain to him what you're getting him and what he's into, so he can be a child. Because he's not being a child, man. He's being controlled by a spiritual force that that he's not even in control of himself. Mm-hmm. And what we do, we, we like, it's not real, okay? It's not real. Okay? <laughs> it's not real. Wow. And, you know, when you when you see the little ADs out there, there's a lot of kids running out there that remind you of yourself, I'm pretty sure. Are you reaching out to them and saying, listen, you know, you need to be careful what you're listening to. You need to reach down and, and follow your dreams and, and be disciplined and walk away from a lot of this, the, the, this just bad environment that you're living in. Do you kind of give back to the to your uh, community? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I do talk to kids, man. When I get a chance to, I do talk to them, man. Um, let them know that, you know, you're more than a conqueror. Um, and my, my favorite thing I like to tell people, man, is um, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Yeah, so oh, I know yeah. I have a plan for you. <laughs> declares the law, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And you break it down to them so they can understand what you're talking about. Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. You know, it, yes, it, 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 yeah, the times that we're living in right now, A.D., when you're a kid and to now, it's totally different. It's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new ball game. And the way that the old adults dealt with you, you can't deal with today's youth that way. Do right. you, do you, yeah, and, and a lot of the kids that are in school, I mean, it's such a hard thing to to teach or to tell a child. You know, being a rapper may not be for you. That may <laughs> not be for you because, I mean, and, and what I'm saying is the role models that these kids are choosing are the ones that they're finding on television. I'm not going to say the television station, but you know the one with all the videos and and they're showing all this glamour and all of this stuff, and these guys don't own all that stuff that they're showing on television. It's almost as if they're selling them dreams 
and hopes and uh, of, of ever, never ever coming true. Only we know only a handful actually live that type of lifestyle. Right. So uh, my question is, why is it so hard for today's adults to connect with today's youth? A lot of them, I think. My my opinion is, I think a lot of them are afraid, man, because they don't understand what's really going on and what what the what they're talking about, and they they don't understand, you know, the cell phones. They don't they don't understand their language, man. So it's gonna be hard to communicate if you don't understand somebody's language, and they're not taking the time out with their with their um with their kids, man, to understand the language because there's a lot of stuff going on underground, and they don't understand. Do you think with your the way that you write your your poems, do you write it in a way that's so uh, simple that yesterday's youth, today's youth, or yesterday's adults, today's adults, that everybody can just understand it? Yes, um, because that's my prayer. I mean, my prayer was um, to be a spiritual breakthrough in this generation, to, to bring forth a spiritual breakthrough through my writing in this generation. So, you know, as I, you know, write, you know, I pray to God to give me the, the word, the right word to use, so people can understand what I'm talking about, what he's doing through me. Powerful. Mm. Powerful. And I'm sure Brian is there. I know I, I was asking questions back to back, but they were coming to me. So, Brian, you, you, you're up. <laughs> yeah, I was listening. I was like, well, Greg's not going to give me a chance to ask a question yet. <laughs> no. Um, uh, can I say something real quick? Can I say something sure. real quick? Go right ahead. Um, I would like to, first of all, I'm sorry, I would like to thank, you know, God, and I would also like to thank uh, my manager, Sherelle, because she's a, a beautiful young lady, man, who's, who's on fire. She's on fire, promoting purpose. She's yes, on fire. Sir. Yes, sir. She yes, definitely sir. is that. <laughs> now, I was going to say, um, my question is, when you first did your first, your absolute first, poem live what kind of feeling did you get what what did it feel like man <laughs> and i can remember when you said it it was like oh i was on stage when i did 28 days i did 28 days in a club i didn't even know what i was doing and people were drinking and i did 28 days in a club man and i was like some made adventures for my days, and I was going at it, and I was going at it, and I saw my brothers looking at me, and they were just looking at me. They were in like a daze. They were they were just shocked that I was speaking like that. And when I was done, this is like um a good ten years ago. When I was done, man, I had I had them coming up to me, man. Young man, that was good, brother. That was good. And we connected right there. We connected. Because I was speaking into their life, man. We connected. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now that that's powerful. Did you go in a place like that and turn the place upside down, not saying or speaking the type of language that you probably heard after you spoke and before you spoke, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it's, a, it's such a beautiful thing. And now you have to have guts to do what you did, too, now. <laughs> you have to have a lot of guts to go in there and do that. I think I was more happy to, you know, oh, I'm getting ready to do, they invited me to do a poem. I'm, I was more happy to, to go there, you know, to do my first poem at a club. You know, I, 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 I would have went anywhere, it seemed like. <laughs> wow. 
people. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Were you invited to come in and do that? I was invited to come in and do it. Yeah. Did you have? Did you get a lot of invites, or have you got a lot of invites from the churches to come in and uh, recite your poems? Yeah, I do. I do get a lot of invites from churches, man. Now I do. I do. I do. Well, that's awesome. You know, and and Brian, we we have a couple people on the line right now um, that we can probably go to. I, I'm sure people want to ask him questions. Um, let's go to the 704 area code if they're, you know, if they, if they have any questions for you. All right, stand by. 704 area code, you're live with the Abundance Solutions Hour. may just be listening. Okay. <laughs> I'm dropping off now. But, A.D., you know, when, when what was the thing that made you say, I'm going to act on this? Because there's a lot of people out there that have the talents and the gifts to write uh, poems because you see it all the time. And I don't know if some people just struggling. I don't know if some people that, that were really, really hurt. But what was it that made you say, you know what, this is something that I want to do and I'm going after it. I don't care how many times I fall. I'm going to go after this thing. I don't care if people are going to accept it or not. This is my dream. I'm going after it. What was that thing that pushed you out there to do it? It pushed me out there to do it, man. It was like doing something different. I like to do things that are, you know, different and unique. And what happened was that when I when, but it was first what made me step out is when, that young lady, I said, spoke life into me, man. When when somebody speaks life into you, you're going to move. <laughs> you can't stand still. Uh, you're going to die. And I didn't want it to die. I wanted to live. So that, that, that was the biggest thing that made me step forward. Mm. Powerful. Mm. You know, and it's important you said you wanted to live. And, you know, now you're living the life that, Nobody expected you to live. You know, you're doing things that if someone would have told you 15, 20 years ago, this is what you would be doing with your life, you would have said, man, no way. <laughs> you know? Right. So, and, and Greg going to kill me for this one, but as you look back over your life, That's right. if there was one thing that you could change, what would it be? Ah, one thing that I could change, I would um, I, I feel I would have, if I could let my mother live, you know, mm-hmm. that would be the biggest, the biggest thing that I would change. Mm. Wow. And I think you said she passed when you were eight years old. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't want to talk about that a lot, but I want to ask you: Did you feel like you were just alone? And, and you know, when your mom passed, is that when you picked up the pencil and said, "You know, I, I need to put my emotions on paper"? Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't. When she, I wrote my first poem. I wrote. I was. Uh, I think I said I was 22 and somewhere around that area. Um. And she died when I was eight. But the first poem I wrote was called The Deepness Inside of Me. And it was, you know, explaining, you know, everything that went on, and then it talked about what I got to do in order to make it because the word faith was in the poem. 
and we gotta we all have to have faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So as I go about writing, you know, there's some things that I'm asking God to do for me, so I gotta have faith that it's gonna come through. He's gonna come through. Well let me ask you this. Where where do you want to go with this? What's your goal with your with your poems? Where where do you want um where you where do you want this to go? Uh is I'm gonna tell you the truth, um, to answer that question and not to be all about A D, but the prophecy that I got, when somebody spoke in my life, they said I'm gonna be among great men. Okay? And what I feel that means is that I wrote a poem um, called Change, and I got that from the President Obama's election. And when he said change, he wasn't just talking about, you know, him as far as he used the word change so he can get everybody to vote for him. I think he did. He meant was that he was telling people that we must change. And you could take that word and you could do whatever you want to do with it and change. And what I did, I took the word and I wrote a poem. And that poem, change, is going to change a lot of people's hearts. Because if you think about the prophets of old, you know, they, they, they wanted, God used them to bring the nation into repentance. And the word change, that poem change, is going to bring some people into repentance. Well said, my brother, well said. You know, I was thinking back when Obama did his acceptance speech, he said, you know, change is not going to come from Washington. It's mm-hmm. going to come from each and every one of us working together, right. doing the things that, you know, will that will be required for change. You know, and so, brother, you are definitely on the right track. You know, and so many times um when we talk to different authors and artists and um folk among the faith base and faith walk what we find is that you all don't get the same type of fanfare that someone in the secular world would get when they do let's say albeit their poetry or their spoken word or their singing or dancing dancing or writing or what have you, you know, do you believe that that it's a fair assessment of how you do things? You know, do you believe because you're a gospel artist, you know, you that you shouldn't get as much fanfare because maybe you don't um your genre is not the widely accepted genre, or do you believe it's just a work of Satan? And I know it's sort of, of a rhetorical question. I already know the answer. But, you know, how do you feel about um, being in that one particular niche? You know, does, do you feel restricted or do you feel empowered? I feel, honestly and truly, I feel empowered because when I feel empowered, I feel the power from the Holy Spirit um, as I speak. But the thing about it, though, is the, the change that I'm talking about is when, when, you're, when you inject something into somebody, you, you don't, you're not going to receive the result. I may not see the result. We might not see the result. But 20 years from later, you, it's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So 
what I'm saying is that I think that being empowered by a different source from the secular world and being empowered by God is totally two different things. But I think we know that he's the king and Satan is the prince. <laughs> right. What I said made any sense? Oh, yeah, it made sense to me. <laughs> okay. Then let me ask you this. Do you have any more poems with you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to do... Um, I want to do copyrights on life. I got that poem. I was reading, um, what's the name of the book? Um, Purpose Driven Life. Anybody ever read that Purpose Driven Life yes, book? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I read the book, and my, my goal was to write a poem after every, you know, after every chapter. But what I did at the end of the book, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to write a poem called Copyrights on Life. Because a copyright is like a doc, a document you get because you created this work, literary work or whatever. But I, I call it copyrights on life because when we look at life, you know, man is trying to take life from man, which they don't have power to do that because they didn't make you and they can't destroy you. But God has the copyrights on everybody's life because he made it. He created it. And that's where I got that title from. And I'm going to read the poem. It's called Copyrights on life. Are you tired of seeking your purpose in life? Are you tired of running into dead ends both days and nights? For your purpose, where are you looking? Do you even know where to go? Because if you're looking up to man, wrong answer, because they don't even know. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, God made it. Don't you know? See, it flows inside of your belly just like rivers. It's sealed, it's signed, and it's waiting to be delivered. But you must know who first made you, and if you don't know, seek God so he can turn on your life. Because to man's life, he's the only one that holds all copyrights. I bring you peace. Mm. <laughs> Yes, sir, my brother. Wow. Brother, that's deep. <laughs> I don't even know I don't even know what to ask you now. <laughs> man, I know what to ask you. Just... How can people how how can people contact you, man, for speaking engagements and I ask you to invite you to come to the church or the just anywhere. How can they contact you and, and who should they contact? I can give you a number, man. Um, you can contact my manager at 910-635-2340. And that's Sherelle. I think her phone is going to be ringing, Brad. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, I, I, I mm. really believe her phone is going to ring. And, and we're to the callers that are... The, the lines are lit up, but we're not going to go to them because I don't think they're going to um, they're going to talk to us. But it, you know, you, you have people following you right now. Uh, I'm getting the messages oh, on, on. Yeah, I'm getting the messages on Facebook. So people are really following you, and that's the beautiful thing that when people follow you, 
A lot of times they don't know you, but it's just what you're doing touches them. And you just never know. You never know who needed to hear what you what you said. Then you never know right. who needed to hear your poem because so many people are just going through, man, and it's just refreshing to yeah. have have you on and, and do and say what you're saying. Go ahead. I I think you want to say something. Go ahead. No, I mean it, it's just right now, I mean I'm 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 just feeling the spirit of God, you know, and and that's the only one that's gonna save us, man, through this these crises that we're going through. And I want to tell whoever the people that's listening, man, never give up. And because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, you're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. And the poem I'm going to read is called Every Day is My Last. And I got that title for my, my nephew. He, he was 20, 28 years old, and he was dying of cancer, man. And he told me to write a poem for him. And I wrote Every Day is My Last, but I couldn't recite the poem to him, to him because the poem was for me. And I didn't want to, you know, I, I saw death coming, but I didn't want to tell him the poem because I didn't want to, you know, to get uh, Jody, you know. But every day after my last. Life's clock is ticking. Tick-tock, tick-tock. I want it to keep moving. Life's clock, please don't stop. They say that life is a journey and how far you're going to travel is totally up to you. So you must build your faith in God so he can pull you through. Every day as my last, every day as my last is something that repeats in my mind. Every day as my last and only every day as my last, if I live it, my life purpose won't be hard to find. So as we travel through life and as we stop to rest, just remember that life won't be prolonged. Why? Because every day as my last, every day as my last is not going to last very long. I bring you peace. Wow. Wow. So that spirit out there, man, I'm, I'm telling it, I'm speaking life to it, and I'm telling it, never give up because there's something inside of you that the world cannot take away from you. And as I speak into that spirit right now, I want you to wake up and become whom God has called you to be. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, wake up and become who God has called you to be. Wow. It sounds yeah. like you woke up too, my brother. Oh, man. It sounds like you've woken up. I mean, it's like, you know, I know God has a lot of things. He gave me a lot of things, okay, um, because I asked for something. I want to be very creative on this spiritual breakthrough because we got to realize now the world is very creative now. <laughs> but on the other hand, God has made us creative over the world, over the world. So whatever the devil brings out, we, we can make something more powerful than that because we got the Holy Spirit mixed up into it. But we're not using it. We, we're sitting on it. We got to wake up, man. We got to wake up. The body of Christ has to wake up right now and become the body of Christ. We got to unite, my brothers and sisters. We got to unite. It's not a white thing or a black thing. It's about the body of Christ. Right. It's true. 
That's so true. That is. <laughs> Brian, he's, he's 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 doing music without without the instrument. You know, Greg, if, if you can probably tell, I, I'm I'm at a point now where that I, that you probably rarely find me, and that is speechless. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, that's true, Brian. You know, I, I'm you usually know quick at, at at coming back and asking another question, but you know, this brother just got me where I'm just like, wow, yeah. brother, Man, I think like that that. You own the something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you that. You are on the something. Yeah, thank God, man. Because he, I mean, he said he was going to use me, but he's not only going to use me, he's going to use that spirit right there who's, who's waiting to become whom God has called him to be. He's going to use you, too. He's going to use you, too. And he's going to use you, too. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one. But all we got to do is just wake up and connect, man. Wake up and connect. You know, I, I want to say this. What 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 about the ones that don't know how to wake up? They don't understand what you mean when you say wake up. Are are you saying uh, that we need to have a relationship with him? That's one. We got to have a relationship, but you got to but but we got to understand. We got to first understand where we're at at this moment right now. Where we're at and. If we're in a negative situation, we got to change that negative situation and get in a positive situation. We got to make that negative a positive before we can do anything. But we got to pray to God to show us where we at. Because some people think they're good. I'm good. I don't need. I don't need to wake up. I'm good. I got money in the bank. I got. I got three kids. Kids. They. They. They got shoes on their feet. They got clothes on their back. I'm good. But there's something called a gift that God gave you that can save some people from going through what they're going through and save yourself and save your household. And that's more precious than money. Yeah. Now that's powerful. Yes, sir. That's really powerful. I want to ask you this. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I want to ask you, do you see yourself acting? Do you see yourself doing plays and that type of thing, or, or are you just strictly sticking with the poetry? Man, oh, I see myself um, doing a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, you know, God has made me very creative, man. Um, phew, I don't even know where to start, really. You <laughs> see? I don't even know really where to start, but I what about, would like what about, to start. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, what about teaching the other the other kids how to bring that, how how to pull that poetry out of them, how to pull their their heartfelt um, emotions, how to pull all of that, the things that they're going through? Are you, like, working around the community, the church, and, and at the schools, and, and trying to help the kids as far as writing? I'm, I really do one-on-one. Um I do one-on-one with, with somebody, you know, come to me. You know, they want you to check this out. Uh, people call me to listen to their poetry. Uh, you know, it was like sometimes churches said, Jody, we're going to set you up to come in to do a workshop. They never set it up. So, you know, I keep moving. But um, I realize that it's something that I have to step. Those are steps I have to take because they don't feel it like I feel it. So you're right. 
Mm. You know, I, I'm I was thinking that. about, um, uh, you know, I know one of the things that, because um, I have um, family members that also do spoken word, and one mm. of the things that uh, one of my family members has done in the past is he's actually gone to, like, organizations and say, hey, sponsor me. So mm. that may be something that you want to look into doing. So if you get someone to okay. sponsor you, maybe even a church. Okay. I wrote that down. <laughs> smart man, smart man. He know he knows Brian that you know it, yeah. things happen when you write it down. That's right. <laughs> it says write the vision and make it plain. Oh <laughs> man, I'm, I got that on the wall. Habakkuk two one three. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Right on my wall. <laughs> what do you what 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 do you want the people that's listening? What do you want them to know about you that we haven't talked about? Well, I want them to know that that I'm someone who who knows what's going on and may not have the answer for everything. Don't have the answer for everything, but I know if I ask God, He can give me some the answers to what I need to know and want to help. I want to help someone. I want to help someone find who they are in God um, by speaking life into them. And that's pretty much who I am and what I want to do. I know I want to entertain, but I want to entertain, spiritually entertain. I want to spiritually entertain you. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I like I like because it. you know a lot, a lot, a lot of people tend to do whatever that's out there that's available, and, and I, what I'm getting from you is no, you're not just going to settle and just do any old thing out there. You're not willing to compromise who he is. No, no. That's, that's what I'm getting, Greg. Yes, yes. You know, and and I think that that is so important. For just one simple fact, because that's what the devil wants you to do. He knows how bad you want to do what you want to do. And he's he's going to give you, listen to this, the devil is going to give you the opportunity to get where you want to go. Mm. He's going to give you the opportunity, but you'll have to compromise who you are for God to get there. Oh, it won't wow. be free. Wow. And that's the and that's the choice that he's going to present you. Mm. So you better. So I'm I'm just telling you, bro. I don't know where that came from. Wow. <laughs> you know, but wow. that that's just what my spirit is 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 just spoken to me. You know, he he's telling me that be careful mm. because that devil's that devil he he's out there looking. For the opportunity that he, that he believes you want, and he'll 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 put it right out there for you. And see, I know that from experience. I used to be in the music industry, and I was singing secular music, and he gave me all kinds of opportunities to get big contracts and everything else. But there were some things I wouldn't compromise. You know, right. there were just some things I would not do. And I ended up not getting that big contract. You know, had the opportunity, it was right at my fingertips, I wouldn't compromise. No, I'm not doing that. 
You know, I can remember when I, I had a, a book full of songs that I had written, and they wanted me to give that book to a top songwriter so he could critique the, critique, uh, critique it. He wanted to look through it and see which songs would be good songs. And I said, that doesn't sound like something I should do. And they all try to convince me, no, no, you want to do that because that's mm -hmm. how it's done in the business. And so, of course, because I'm an avid reader, I'd start looking up to see if others had done that in the business and couldn't find anybody. You know, and a friend of mine said, man, don't you do that. They're going to steal your music, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And so because I wouldn't compromise, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go the, the way that, that Satan wanted me to go. He wanted me to give up that music because he knew that that music would give me opportunity. And then that opportunity would make me, you know, would give me, well, I'll say like, it would give me access. And the access would give me opportunity. And my foundation would actually uh, allow me to do more for God. Even in a secular world and singing secular music. Satan knew what my destiny and my purpose was, and he was trying to throw me off, just like he knows what your destiny and your purpose is, and he's going to try to throw you off. But, brother, I'm going to tell you, be strong, because it's coming. Mm. You know, and the That's one what thing my marriage I, tell me all the time. Yeah, it's coming. You know, and, and when I say it's coming, I mean both things, your success and your test. Hmm. Because success doesn't come without a test. That's right. It's coming. Just just know that you have to wear that full armor at all times. Yes, sir. There are going to be mm. days when you're going to be tired, you don't feel like doing it. Your manager's going to be calling you, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to do that. You know, I don't feel like doing this today. To make it, you have to do what other people want. Wow. <laughs> you have to go where other people won't go. Mm. Jesus did the same thing. He went places <laughs> where a lot of people didn't think he would go. Places that people didn't think he should be. Why are you there with the publicans and sinners? Well, these folk need help. <laughs> <laughs> they got that's control why over the people, so help them first. <laughs> and that's why he gave you so much boldness with, for you to go into the club and do what you're doing. And just, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy for you. I just want you to continue doing your best. And whatever you do, man, watch the people around you. Mm -hmm. When you starting to rise up, you're gonna have some people. I think the term, I think they call them haters, Brian. But and let your haters be them. your motivators. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that negative energy into positive energy because it's going to happen. Mm. You know, I, I just put a, uh, I put a status out on Facebook, and I said, you know, and, it, and I guess it just fits right in because I said when people start to throw stones at you, save them because eventually you'll have to battle that unclean giant in your life. <laughs> and see, that's what happens. When you start, when people start throwing those stones at you, Hold on to them because they're just letting, they're setting you up. They're letting you know. You know, and they might think, oh, I threw a stone at him. It's like, no, you gave me ammunition. You you prepared me for the battle. 
right. I got. I want to say something. I hope I didn't sound arrogant, man. But I was just um, wrapped up in the spirit. But I, I am approach, approachable. I just want everybody to know I am approachable. Oh no, no, we understood that. <laughs> I think everybody else understood that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> again, yeah. Again, AD, give out your information and also give out your your, your manager's information because um, people are going to definitely be asking about you. Okay. Right now, I don't. I don't. Um. I have somebody working on my website, so all I have right now is my manager's phone number, and um, they can get in contact at nine one zero six three five two three. Four zero, and her name is Sherelle. And you're also open to speaking engagements or coming out reciting your poems. Are you, are you open for that? Oh, most definitely. That's the, I love doing that. That's my heart. Okay, so you travel all through the fifty states and everywhere else. Yes, sir. Anywhere they send you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere they have a microphone, they'll put you up there. But brother, keep doing what you're doing. We're truly excited for you, and we thank you for coming in and spending time with us. We really, really enjoyed everything that you had to give tonight. I've taken notes. I'm pretty sure Brian is taking notes, and I just really, really believe with with, with all my heart that you're definitely on the right road to accomplish a lot of your dreams and your goals. And my advice to you is, brother, stay at it. You're going to hit those bumps in the road, but you just have to continue because it's not about AD. It's not about your manager. It's not about the amount of money that you can make. It's about you being a service for someone else that's out there hurting or someone that's going through something. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. And I'm sure Brian has some closing remarks. (laughs) Or do I. <laughs> you know, we didn't even say the title of the show tonight, but the, the title of the show tonight was called Inspired. And when someone inspires you to do something, that means they give you power and access to pull from within yourself your own God-given talents. You know, there's a reason why God gives you a talent. He gives you an opportunity to grow yourself. You know, so many people out there, they look for jobs and they can't find them. They look for opportunities and they can't find them. You know, inspire yourself. You know, I have a friend of mine who is looking for work. You know, she hasn't worked in a long time and she's looking for work now. And she feels she doesn't have the right skills. Inspire yourself. You can create your own destiny. You can create your own employment. You know, and it's built on one word alone. Passion. Mm. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. And, brother, when I tell you I'm just in love with what you're doing and you're welcome on the show anytime, please come back and, you know, fellowship with us again because, brother, you got you got something going. <laughs> oh, man. Thank God for y'all. Thank God for y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And to all of our friends and guests and family and folks, we bid you good evening. God bless you all, and good night.